Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What up, Fightful friends and family, and welcome to another edition of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. I'm Shaquille Majuri, back this month. Joining me, the new co-pilot of Fightful Roundtable, Alex. Alex, question for you. How would you rate your uh, mustache growing skills on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm Puerto Rican, so it's up there. <laughs> I will say. Okay, that's not. I, this is not you didn't anticipate that one. You did not anticipate that one. Uh, well, no, I wasn't expecting that. She got answer. you. I didn't hesitate. <laughs> She's got a leg up on me. Well, I guess there's no reason that these two gentlemen are here, but we already got them, so we might as well roll with it. Two of my favorite content creators in the pro wrestling space, Dante Turo, John, a.k.a. Raspy Taylor of Stash Club Wrestling. How's it going, gentlemen? Nice to have you here. What up, players? Uh, we're fantastic. Uh, where I was telling you before, very appreciative, very thankful for you to have mm-hmm. us on. Um, I've been looking forward to this ever since you messaged me last week, uh, over a week ago. Um, this is very exciting for us, one of the first like big shows podcasts that we've been on since doing this um we're super super excited obviously to meet you to meet alex um and we're, we're excited to talk some wrestling that's what we love to do so it should be a good time one of the raspy was this as uh, long and grueling of a week for you as it was for dante waiting for this moment <laughs> where you get to meet me we're we're here baby i get to be i get to meet two people who i've seen in the whole iwc community for a while um it feels like uh I'm not going to gas nothing up too crazy, but this feels like a little bit of a, le- a legitimizing moment. You know what I mean? We're here. Um, also, it's sick move, Dante, wearing the shirt. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> sick move. I was honestly... <laughs> so was smart, like, well, I didn't think of that. If you aren't, I was like, one of us has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, uh, just in case. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. You know, uh, Dante, I said, but I speak for the both of us too. We're ha- happy to he- be here, hyped. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, baby. Let's do it. It's not like I show up once a month just to... Uh, <laughs> and profile myself on these things anyway i'm doing, I'm doing it for everyone else of course um now you know i cover a lot of mma quiet week in that space but boy was it busy in the world of pro wrestling so let's start here and honestly guys i'm glad that, it might just be that i time my uh coffee intake right today but you know i had to turn down my microphone and i feel like it might just be having you boys and alex back but I'm amped up. Let's do this. <laughs> WWE Night of Champions on Saturday in Saudi Arabia. AEW double or nothing. I want to go through both <laughs> cards, and then we can do a little bit of comparing and contrasting between the two. Let's start with WWE. Um, what I would like from everyone is one of three things, and we'll kind of go one topic at a time. First, 
So I always like to start off with the positivity, the sort of blanket, the inevitable negativity that I'm going to hit everyone with. Alex, coming out of Night of Champions, when you look back on this night, a day, a week, a year from now, what's going to stand out as the single best moment of the entire evening to you? I mean, the bloodline stuff that's going on right now, it's definitely, um, it's exciting and it keeps getting exciting and it's showing more potential that it should be nominated for an Emmy. (laughs) Something needs to happen uh, with that storyline because they are acting their asses off. So that's definitely Mm -hmm. one moment. Um, And then for me personally, for the Joshi side, Asuka winning the Raw Women's Championship. Love it. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that with this rain, they do something. But looking back 10, five years later, it's for sure going to be the bloodline story. Just the moment of <clears throat> the super kicks and then just everyone crying, the crowd and at home. And it was <laughs> oh. it was delightful. It was delightful to see, uh, you know, Roman Reigns get his shit kicked in (laughs) so john and i were talking about this i think the night that it happened the first super kick was great the second one had me on my feet it was just because you expected the first one to come right the second one was just the nail in the coffin for me um how do we compare this moment with jimmy uso who's sort of been the glue of the bloodline the peacekeeper the one who sort of kept a a very sort of secondary role up until now it's nice to see that we're finally giving him a platform to shine a little bit um how would you rate how good this moment felt compared to zami Zayn blasting roman reigns with the chair at royal rumble dante I think this moment was a little bit more unexpected because I think everyone was kind of anticipating Sami Zayn turning on Roman Reigns and the bloodline eventually. Here, I think, I mean, speaking for myself, I think everyone was just kind of waiting for the moment that Jey Uso turns on Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Now you have Jimmy Uso. He's the one that pulled the trigger. And this kind of happened, I feel like, so quick. The last few weeks leading up to it, the promos back and forth, getting in each other's faces, Roman Reigns pushing them off reluctant to hand him the tag team titles and like you said that second super kick he's talking to jay i'm doing that i'm doing something that you should have done a long time ago boom kicks him it was it was a jaw-dropping moment same thing with Sami Zayn, but i think this was just a little bit more unexpected um and i'm very very interested to see what comes out next obviously they have the thousand day celebration on smackdown and these shows are invited so We'll see what happens then. But very, very shocking moment for me. John, we were talking about it. How has it sort of sunk in for you these last few days? Um, Yeah, again, I mean, really, really two great shows, I think. I'm sure we'll get into it. But one, I think, a little better than the other. But coming off of the Bloodline stuff, I mean, I'll talk about... I'll I'll sing the praises of fucking Captain America Cody Rhodes all day with the fucking titanium uh the the titanium arm whatever the broken arm I mean I want him I want him wrestling with two broken legs two broken arms what's that like SpongeBob it's like a SpongeBob episode where someone's all bandaged up you get what I mean but um, uh yeah just like really really emotional storytelling on both sides of the card and then 
the the Jimmy super kick, and then Jay is all conflicted because that was him, and Jimmy was the peacemaker, and um, it's all exploding, and it's like watching just a really beautiful car crash, and you know everyone's alive, and it's all cool, but it's it's emotional, um, and then. And then uh, uh, AEW was great. I mean, my I'll, I'll be thinking about it forever. The Air Jordan one into the Spider Verse uh, uh, exploding super kick. My God, uh, I, I, I was still trying in real time to figure out how exactly uh, that how did it. came together. I, I've got no clue. Nike has to be cutting the bucks a check. They have to be. You would you would hope so, especially after the appearance on. Um, complex sneaker shopping oh yeah Um, i i do want to give john his uh, flowers here because most guests who come on the round table and swear like within minutes i have to explain to them that they clearly have never watched a sean ross sap production if they're worried (laughs) about their language but raspy taylor knows how the dong lord works so we're all good tight worried man um so are we all sort of in a unanimous agreement that you know, Jimmy Uso turning on Roman Reigns was sort of the most memorable coming. I know it's a little bit of an obvious one. I want to see if anyone has a dissenting take here. I will say, although I think that one is kind of like the easy choice. This Bloodline story is the best wrestling story told in God knows how long, if ever. Pop you know, off. Some people argue that's the best story ever. But what I will remember... What I'm very happy about is that my twin brother, Seth Rollins, finally won a world championship. WWE made the correct decision. Uh, I love AJ Styles. He would have been a fantastic world champion. Um, But Seth Rollins was the man to do it. Was it predictable? Sure. Me and John talk about this. Just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. It's it's what needed to happen. Seth Rollins went through without winning a world title. This was such a long time coming and i'm very happy that he got his moment i'm very excited for this title reign because i think this is going to be incredible i think he's going to put this tell uh hold this title highly so it's going to be considered you know up there with the undisputed universal championship i, I know people are kind of looking at it as a secondary title right now which makes sense but i think as time goes on and they see these uh you know title defenses and it's being showcase on pay-per-views monday night raw weekly i think people will start to appreciate it more and um view it as highly as they do the undisputed championship okay you know what i think that's a great segue there i, I am gonna ask just because oh guys we are on Streamyard finally like the only fight full production that wasn't on here so <laughs> if you want to let us know something questions comments concerns whatever Super chats. We'll throw you up on the screen. Leave a dollar. Leave a thousand. I got my preference, <laughs> but it's all good either way. I'm not, I'm not seeing that money. Um, on that note, because StreamYard sort of has its limitations with audio, Dante or John, can Dante either turn up the volume a bit or can John turn down the volume a little bit? Either or is fine. I can go down. All right. There we go. I, I, I don't know how I, I don't know what the issue is, but I'm just uh, reading these chats as we go along. It's not that bad. Anymore. All right. Do what you can. We need to fix that. it moving um, forward. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Please just like let us know what you guys need. You're the producers here. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> trying to survive. Really. I just want to be the loudest one. <laughs> oh, well, I, I got you beat. Don't worry. About that. <laughs> um, guys, we you know, Dante, you brought up the world heavyweight title match. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. You know what? 
I'll be the downer here. I'll I'll start this one off. We can go. Um, a lot of the rhetoric going into that match was, like you mentioned, Dante, it's supposed to be a main event title, but one that has sort of looked secondary. And that goes right off the bat to when Triple H announced and unveiled the title saying, well, you know, Roman's the champ, but he's not really around. So we need somebody. Um, how did you guys feel about AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins opening the card? In terms of match quality, tremendous. What does it do in terms of, you know, Dante, you mentioned as time goes on, and I think you're right, as we see a consistent world champion taking on all comers, I think we're going to start to sort of validate that title more. And for me, the big gold belt of like, you know, around 2006, when you had Triple H and Batista going for it, like to me, I look at that period of time as the world title in that frame. So I think it can get there. But what did WWE do to... Did WWE's placement of that match as the opener help or hinder the existing reputation that it kind of feels like a secondary title? And I'll let whoever's passionate about this one kick it off. John, do you mind? (laughs) (laughs) You want me to go? You want to take it. I, I can definitely rattle off a few uh, a few of my thoughts right now. For sure. Pop off Slay Queen. Um, okay. Pop off, man. WWE, listen, it's, it's very hard when you have a storyline like the Bloodline because the, I think the story, the best story that is being told should be the match, that main event. So we saw that at WrestleMania, night one, the Usos versus Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. That was the best story of night one, all those matches that deserved to main event, even though there were other you know, world championship matches, the women's championship matches, you could argue have main evented. Goes by the story. So when you're on the same card of something like this, it, it was easy to predict that that bloodline match was going to main event. But I do believe WWE, they tried that. They tried helping themselves out by saying three main events. We have three main events. No, there's one main event. There's one match that ends the show. That's the main event. So, Although I just said that storyline should be the match that ends the show, you're trying to build up this brand new title, also inaugural title. They're not carrying the lineage anymore. So you're trying to introduce this new belt, trying to make it feel like as important as the other Undisputed Championship that isn't even being defended on Night of Champions, which is supposed to be a pay-per-view where all titles get defended. Um, It was a great match that, you know... (sighs) I wish it did main event. I'm okay with it opening the show because it's, you know, it gets the people going. Great opening match. You make history right away. But man, they, Triple H saying what he is about Roman Reigns. Oh, he's, he has the titles hostage. So we're making a new belt. And then having opened the match, like, I don't think they're off to a hot start with trying to make the belt feel as important as it once was. But I think they can recover from it and still do plenty of good stuff to get to that point. I do wish it did main event though. I think I would have even settled for trim five minutes off of it, put it as the co-main event. I know maybe there would have been two big matches back to back because, you know, like Brock versus Cody was relative. Honestly, it felt longer than I I went and looked at the runtime. It was like one of the shortest matches, you know, Rip Natalia otherwise, one of the shortest (laughs) matches on the card. I I think maybe the co-main would have been a little bit more considerate. Um, Sure. I, I do want to move the conversation along, unless any is everyone on board with Dante here about um, the press. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think Let's the go. title is just so. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, new where I wasn't mad about that title opening up the show or that match opening up the show it's a good match it's also a a safe opening match too because you have two competitors two talent that are so good in their craft where they're gonna kick off the show right i think there's a few things to determine it as it being a secondary title and you know it's the old saying of the title doesn't make the wrestler the wrestler makes the title and i think that seth rollins is the perfect person to make that title and not make it feel secondary. And I think he's already doing a good job of that, especially in his promos and his sit down promos where he's referring to the title and he's also acknowledging no pun intended Roman reigns (laughs) because you know, you can't just be going into it and ignoring it where that's the elephant in the room. So I'm hoping moving forward, especially on our way to SummerSlam, that title maybe gets a better placement on the card and maybe co-main event, WWE just seems like it's the main event, a co-main event. Hey, you guys wanted this a main event. This is a main event in your hearts, but not in our eyes. So we're just going to call it the main event. And then it's the co-main event. And then we're just going to deal with this. Um, but hopefully <laughs> with that, again, I agree. I think the story going into uh, Night of Champions, the main event, it had to be 
everything that's happening in the bloodline, money in the bank. I think that's maybe where we can determine it with the placement of the card and what's going to happen with Roman. I mean, we have to continue mentioning his name uh, within every conversation that's happening in that company. And, you know, that title is definitely it. But again, I just think going into SummerSlam, that's probably where we're going to have to determine if there is a secondary title and if, you know, they're treating it as such. Yeah, I think I'm kind of more with Alex. I think, um, I mean, hindsight's obviously, obviously 2020, but like, I think it was the weakest of the three main events. So I think it having the placement, I think it would have not fell flat. So it would have been a huge moment, but I think like, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the show that Jimmy moment was the moment of arguably the weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I like the idea of the world title main eventing. I like that. I like that classic thought, but, um, I don't know. Hindsight 2020, I think it worked out. I definitely didn't w- w- when it first happened, I was definitely like, why is this going on? What the fuck? This should go on after the show. I was like, you know what? Right call. Okay. Um, very quickly in the super chats, I do want to give Alan Marks a shout out. One of the fightful main roster members, not seeing it on StreamYard for some reason, but he writes who won the effing fans, no matter if you're tribal or not, this was an absolutely amazing weekend of wrestling. Thanks fightful fam for all the show. And then the stash club boys already paying their worth here. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Until Roman Reigns loses the title and they drop the undisputed moniker, in my opinion, no matter what Rollins does to the title, it will remain secondary. Also, first time watching the show, enjoying the show. Again, thank you. You guys are invited back anytime you want. <laughs> anytime. Just keep doing what you have to do it. Um, Good job, brother. Okay. All right. I, I do have one little... That's what bit. they say. That's what they say in showbiz, baby. We're a draw. Yes, yep. sir. Main event or... You know, who needs who needs the who needs the Usos Roman Reigns nonsense? This is the the, the breakup of Dante versus John will be the real WrestleMania. Oh, can I be Jay? Can I be Jay? Can I be Jay? Yeah. Only if uh, you wear crop you, tops. You, Easy, got it. Money. Oh, you know, Alex can grab yeah, the mustache. Yeah, and she yeah. Can be your say that. Are you kidding me? Or I could just be the Paul Heyman of some sort. Oh, that'd be tight. <laughs> um, little pet peeve on the Roman Reigns. Not a pet peeve so much, just an alternate idea in my head. How do you guys feel about Solo Sokoa being the one who got pinned at the end of that match? I feel like with the turn, this could have been a really rare opportunity for Sami Zayn to finally get his, you know, long overdue comeuppance on Roman Reigns by hitting that Haluva kick for the one, two, three. Roman has an excuse. It's a natural, very rare opportunity that he would go out on his back without losing anything of value and it would kind of protect solo and this ongoing storyline that like loki he might be the tribal chief right (laughs) how do you guys feel about the decision to have solo take the pin and not roman uh Uh, i mean i don't know i think it's a safe decision you're not gonna have roman pinned anytime soon unless maybe i don't know i mean that's you just want to see chaos that's all (laughs) yeah i kind of i honestly haven't even thought about that until you brought it up because like solo has been like the rock not not the rock but the rock you know what i'm saying not dwayne johnson not 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 dwayne johnson um well depending on how the storyline goes i don't know but um yeah i don't know i think it would have been especially it felt like a big stage and it would have like 
it would have fucked like like psychology wise Roman up even more. He's already in so much mm-hmm. turmoil. So honestly, like I think I'm also in the camp of like I like seeing chaos and I like the breaking down and you know all of that. Right. Um, but now I think it's interesting to see like will Solo get any like punishment mm-hmm. for taking the pin or whatever. I kind of doubt it, but now there are more cracks with the rest of the bloodline and maybe that even because there was that like moment on smackdown where you know roman kind of brushed up against solo and there was that tension so that might be planting seeds for not only roman and uso's tension but we still have that solo dominant also not like uh uh, giving up any of his shit to roman yeah i kind of i kind of look at it from both perspective alex you said like it was the safe decision like i mean Mm -hmm. protecting roman he hasn't been pinned since what December 2019 or something like that. Almost four years. He hasn't been pinned. Like eventually, that's going to happen, right? I, I, I believe this would have been a great moment to have him eat a pin, but it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily hurt him. He's not losing any belts or anything. If anything, like he's not losing momentum. It's just kind of adding to the story of oh, like he can get pinned. Like, this time around, he didn't get pinned to lose anything. He didn't lose any belts. But it could happen, and I think it just kind of plays into, again, like you said, Roman Reigns only got pinned because of the Usos, so he has an excuse. He goes through all this mental, just uh, just all these different things going on. He's starting to lose his mind. And I think him the, being pinned would have been a great seed. The shit-eating grin on <laughs> Sami Zayn's face. Oh, Every episode of yeah. Like him being able to pin Roman and just, you know, being able to say that he pinned the tribal chief, I think that would have been massive for him moving forward as it, well. Is Baron Corbin still the last person to have pinned? Yep. <laughs> yes. yes, he is. Uh, when they were doing that whole uh, big dog throwing dog food on each other storyline. <laughs> oh my God. Could you believe it? Could I you thought believe it was Xavier was... Woods, wasn't it? Didn't Woods have mm, some kind think... of. That sounds something familiar. over Roman it may have right? been like during his King of the Ring. I I do I do know what you're talking about. It may have been like a DQ finish or something like that. Okay. I don't know if it was an actual pin. I think because he did an interview and he was like, "Why is no one talking about me beating the tribal <laughs> chief?" Yeah, I think it was something <laughs> along those lines. But regardless, if it, if it's all the way back to Baron Corbin, I mean that's crazy. This would have been a good opportunity to eat a pin, and nothing yeah. bad really comes out of it. It just. I, I did just look it up. According only according to Google, I don't know. Three, two, one, Baron Corbin. Oh, Ah, staying with the gimmick. One point. One point. Anyone ever tell you you look like baby no money? All the time. That and Anthony Fantano. Vancouver zone. Vancouver zone. Shout out. Um, okay. One more thing on this. I'm getting so sidetracked, but like I said, I finally timed the caffeine perfectly with the show. Uh, what's everyone's, just very quickly, on a scale of like one to five, what's everyone's like MMA UFC consumption level at? Alex? Yeah. I want to say maybe a one. Right, Man, right. if you caught me like four, five years ago when I was with my ex, it was like a 10. But Dante? one now. <laughs> I'd probably say three. Okay. I mean, I watch most of the main uh, events, like the main pay-per-views and stuff like that. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I follow along with it every day, keeping up with like all the different things that are going on in the UFC world. But I definitely this is know perfect, though. This is perfect, a decent John. amount. Damn, so. zero. 
Okay, good, good. I this is exactly what I needed. So, this is great. <laughs> dramatically, you know, I I cover MMA probably more than I cover pro wrestling. So for me, watching Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, every time they start incorporating mixed martial arts into the matches, I kind of have this like dueling thing going on of like the suspension of belief versus the reality of the situation. So for me, Cody versus Brock, love the drama of it. Love the story being told. <laughs> Hated the match. Technically, it made no sense. <laughs> you're, you know, I'll just a very quick rundown. You're telling me that Brock broke Cody's arm, you know, within like four seconds of locking on that Kimura. Yeah. Law. Yeah. He has it for like yes. 10 to five minutes <laughs> yes. in a way higher leverage position. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if he's going to pass out from the pain, he's got a spiral fracture in his shoulder. Am I, as the person who's always like deep diving into MMA, am I the only one who was kind of taken out of that drama? Like, I still appreciated the story being told, but I had a hard time staying in it because it made zero sense. Made perfect sense to me. Any more questions? I mean, this this. is. I don't know. This is the art form where a dead guy was shooting lightning bolts out of his fingertips. Like, is there any logic towards any of anything that we're watching? But I can separate Taker when Taker's doing Taker things than when former UFC heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar chooses to incorporate mixed martial arts into a (laughs) storyline. I just want to see moving forward is how long is Cody Rhodes' arm going to be broken? He can't just come out of the sling. Forever. Like, you got... You got to carry this for the next few months. Like you, you, you have a broken arm that doesn't just heal up like that. You got to play with this for a while. I, I don't. I'm with you. I don't think it made too much sense. But I, I, Cody Rhodes is so dramatic. I love it so much. <laughs> He's, so, He's so fucking dramatic. I I have a very love hate relationship with Cody Rhodes because. Uh, he's like Superman. John says this, and I, I, I have to agree with him. He's like Superman. Like, the guy comes in a broken arm, still fights for his life, this and that, passes out. But yet, every week he comes out, and maybe, I don't know how this is going to go with you Do guys, it. So do it. Do it. What do you guys want to talk about? No, you have to do the impression. You have to do the impression. Oh. So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> it is the stupidest thing in the world i hate it i hate, we all know what you're going to talk about cody we all know what you're going to talk about let's just cut the bullshit and get to it if you pull it out once a month or something sure okay i'll let that pass every week i can't stand it everything else about him though love him i love him but he that's my that, one great that, that big ass tattoo is just infecting his entire brain <laughs> the bloodstream. That tattoo's that's, that's, that's a whole nother thing that's a whole nother thing when are they, uh, when are they gonna redux the racism angle you got uh... <laughs> and the, he did uh going in with uh vince mcmahon and they're like you know talking about him rejoining and like he's like vince mcmahon wanted to like do all these new logos and stuff and he goes this isn't going anywhere, so I think we got to run with what we got going on here. You know what I mean? Like, since he got that tattoo, there's no going back. Bro, no, there is nothing that reminds me about how chaotic pro wrestling is as an industry until you go through, like, YouTube shorts and suddenly 
you see Vince McMahon dropping racial slurs on people like super oh. casually in a comedy bit. And I'm like, wrestling was different 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. It was so even different. 10 years ago. Yeah, say, even, yeah. 10, even, yeah, even 10 years ago. Yep. They wouldn't get away with that stuff now. That's for damn sure. All nope. right, guys, we got to no move way. on to double or nothing, but I do want to end on this note. Cause I always like to give the, that was my favorite match of the weekend. We barely, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I'm not kidding, but <laughs> John, okay. Give it its flower. You, you know, I didn't give you a chance to defend yourself while i'm over here shitting on it please walk <laughs> me through your love for cody versus brock i think i liked it for the opposite reasons of why you or no for the same reasons you hate it i think is why i love it because i don't it know anything very about, different than everything i don't know before. anything about mma yeah. and that was the first time in so long that i remember like being on the edge of my seat for multiple really long submission sequences like usually if there's a submission sequence like the classic oh is he gonna tap it's 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 eight out of ten times it's like doesn't go over well whatever but i was on the edge of my seat i was on stream too i was on the edge of my seat just being like come on superman you got it you are my hero um i think i even started calling him cyborg with the fucking teen titans reference with the fucking uh, bionicle arm um but oh my god it was just the most over dramatic and i know maybe it's for the wrong reasons but those are all the reasons why it was my arguably maybe I won't stake a claim yet, but we'll get to it. Maybe my match of the weekend. I don't know. (laughs) John, were you on the edge of your seat? What? I was on the edge of my seat, brother. All right. Uh, Last thing on Night of Champions before we move on to Double or Nothing. Just in one sentence, I want to give some props to the undercard. Anything away from the big headlines. We'll start with Alex. We'll work our way down. Uh, you already kind of teed it up with Oscar Bianca Belair. What's one thing outside of the main headlines that, uh, you know, deserves a round of applause for its execution alex um definitely again bianca and oscar i agree with most of the iwc that it should have happened at wrestlemania but i like the way that they played it up at night of champions with um oscar getting the mist in Mm. bianca's eyes uh, so I do really like that. And again, man, I really hope they take this reign serious. Like you have a good, a potentially really good heel champion as a raw champion on SmackDown. Or SmackDown. <laughs> when yeah. are they gonna? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Don't I don't know. Get me started with that, yeah. <laughs> buddy. I've been getting started <laughs> on that. <laughs> Um, but I mean, honestly, that's probably something in the undercard that stood out to me personally. I don't know. I think the Becky and Trish was all right. It was all right. It was good to see Trish bringing back the old gear that I used to play Day of Reckoning 2 all the time. And so she <laughs> she had that gear and I was like, oh, that's so cool. But Roy, that's really anything. All Those that last man standing matches that would take like 14 hours to get through because you would always get up on the nine count no matter how much damage you doled out on your opponent. <laughs> yeah, my thumb still hurts. Dante? Oh, don't steal mine. Don't um, steal mine. <laughs> I gotta give my praises to Gunther, man. God I, damn it, fuck, <laughs> bro. I, I'm happy Mustafa Ali got this type of match because he's uber talented and he deserves a bigger spotlight. Very happy he got this opportunity. But man, oh man, does WWE have a star on their hands? They need to be careful what they do with this man because this guy could carry the company for the next five to 10 years. I think the world of Gunther, like I think he is a megastar. I think he is the perfect like villain 
heel. He makes the IC title feel, I don't want it, dare I say, as important as a world title. Like, he makes that title just feel so prestigious and so valuable. And one day when he wins a world championship, he's going to, you said earlier, it's not the title that makes the man, it's the man that makes the title. He's going to make any title that he holds in his career feel valuable. And I, what I like about him, too, he's a heel. But I think because so many fans like me respect him because of his ring work, his ability, I think he could play off a, a good face as well. Just like a fighting champion type of face. Like, not anytime soon. But I think WWE has a, a character, has someone that has such special in-ring abilities that they can work with in any which way for a long time. So, and... Any match that he has is like a potential match of the night for me. So I, I love watching him. I, I really do. All right, John, I'm not going to bother going to you. You guys, you guys left me with Rhea and Natalia. I was going <laughs> to I will okay. say, you know what? Flowers. Listen. Flowers, I loved it. I did kind of love it. Um, I think, I think I'll just real quick. We don't even got to go into it. But like, I love Rhea's champ. I think this was a great dominant uh, win over a veteran and it was just like it didn't need to be more than what it was it did its job and it set up Rhea to be like oh shit she's knocking down you know future hall of famers you know so I to be honest with you I don't have a gripe with it. I thought it was perfect you know Alex mentioned uh, building a strong heel I'm just gonna say this Rhea Ripley beat Natalia in a minute and 10 seconds on her birthday oh it was, it was her birthday yeah it was maddie's oh, birthday happy gosh. fucking birthday legend there you go yeah happy that's birthday. how you do it they should, have, they, should have, they should have drummed that up more um okay Tough guys one. just so i can get these super chats in very quick yes or no from each of you um i feel like the time has kind of passed but who knows elijah rodriguez asks Dope spelling on Elijah. Uh, do you think WWE is saving the pin for Cody? Is Cody going to be the one to get that first pinfall on Roman Reigns? At this point, it's looking like yes. It would have been nice to see Sammy, and then you start to see a crack of like, whoa, Roman's human. But at this point, who else? Or I guess if they, it depends on if they go a Jimmy or Jay route before they get to Cody. But I'll, uh, I'll stake my claim in the yes category. Yeah, at this point, I'm gonna go yes. I'm huh? also, I'm also gonna go with yes. Guy, you know what? I'm gonna probably yes. I'm gonna put it out there. They missed the boat at WrestleMania. I think it goes really under the radar because of uh, the fact that it took place in front of no fans. It was actually Steve and Larson. Shout out to them who reminded us of how great it was. Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. That storyline was the anchor of the Thunderdome mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. You botched. Uh, you missed the grand opportunity at WrestleMania. I say give it to Jay. If you really I'm want to that. tell a long, con- I wouldn't uh, be a, mad at that story. I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad with it. Mm-hmm. They got to remind everyone about what happened. They really got to start mm-hmm. putting together. Yeah, because we're not watching back that Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> it started with Jay, and it, honestly, you can say that it should end with him too. There we go. All right, guys, double or nothing. Hey, you know, we, we uh, brought up the fact that the World Heavyweight Championship did not headline. Night of Champions <laughs> didn't headline double or nothing either. Interesting card. Great matches. Not quite the same. Some, <laughs> some good matches. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, definitely going in and coming out, not the same level of excitement or enthusiasm I can sense as the past few years of tentpole AEW events, but we like to start on a high note. 
Dante, we'll go with you first. What was the best thing for you coming out of Double or Nothing? The best thing for me coming out of Double or Nothing probably the right continuation answer. of... I, I mean, I'm happy MJF won. I think that was going to happen anyway. I'm, I'm happy that they're continuing his title reign. But I'm happy that they're going to continue the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite story. Uh, me and John talked about this. This is just going to be the first match of a handful, potentially, of what they'll have. Um, I thought the match was just fun. It was just a fun match. Exploding super kicks, the the tacks and stuff like that, putting them in, I forget which Jackson, I forget which Matt, one it was. Yeah. Matt putting it in his mouth and just, oh, that's, oh, I, it <laughs> grosses me out, but I love it. It's so, that's what makes AEW so much different than WWE is that they do that stuff and WWE wouldn't even dare doing anything like it. And then just the ending of the match, Kenny Omega hinting that, you know, some friends, he needs some friends to help him out. Like who's going to help out the, uh, the elite and stuff. Um, really just playing the seeds of more continuation of the storyline. So to me, I mean, that might be the easy answer, but that was the highlight for me. That was the one takeaway. John. Um, I'll go with one that maybe got overlooked because of the two final matches, but I really loved everything about the TBS championship. Um, I thought I thought Jade and Taya was really good. I've been thinking that Taya was going to be the one to finally end Jade's streak. Um, so I thought that match alone was great. And then Chris Statlander coming in, uh, just a huge surprise win ends this like this monumentous Jade run. And um, I don't know. I think I think the TBS title picture really has a uh, a resurgence. It's a new story. Chris is back. I really hope Taya stays in the picture. I think the past, I don't know, whatever you want to say, month and a half or whatever, she's really shown that she's going to be a staple in whatever, AW Women's title, TBS, whatever. Um, but I think she's, all three of these women are staples and approved themselves that night. They're going to lead the women's t- uh, division with the help of, like, you know, the women who are currently on top. Yeah, I, I really liked that sort of surprise Chris Stantlander return because... Jade got the TBS title so soon into this undefeated streak that it's kind of like, where are you going to go from here? I like that we hit 60 and 0. It's like a nice round number to end on. There's sort of a, she has a out for why she lost the title. It wasn't super clean. And Chris Statlander is someone I think who has been on the cusp of a big moment for a while now, but has kept getting held back with injuries. So great surprise. I think a very, reasonable way of getting that title off jade without damaging the aura i don't think there was too much room left to grow in that storyline unless you wanted to do a champ versus champ thing which i don't think was going to happen anytime soon so i agree yeah i like it alex where's your head at i definitely agree with uh you guys chris statlander was the moment of the night for me that was predictable but again like predictable something predictable isn't a bad thing. And I like the way that they set that up where she came out at the end, at the end of the match, uh, they set up an open challenge, open challenge. I didn't really see it as an open challenge. It was more like, who's next? And then Chris Statlander came out. Uh, yeah, I was I like, agree. I was like, Oh like, shit, they're doing this now. What the fuck? And all yeah, of a sudden yeah, the yeah, bell yeah. rang. I was like, all right, let's, let's yeah. do this. And it's like, 
yeah, she's going to win. And then she won. And then she got that moment, like everyone said. Like, Chris Statlander has always been in the come up. She's always been such a fan favorite as well. So for her to have this moment at Double or Nothing, um, especially, like, for me at least, Double or Nothing is the AEW pay-per-view, right? Because it's the pay-per-view that kicked off the entire company. So for her to have that moment at Double or Nothing, I think, um, adds to, like, the history of that pay-per-view and it makes the pay-per-view a little bit more important as if it already isn't at least for the tbs championship in that division and um again with black blackpool combat club and the elite personally that match was over simulating for me i was like (laughs) i cannot handle this like they just kept redoing it doing the the theme song let's not get started with that lead singer but that whole theme song and the band was just too much for me and then it stopped and then i enjoyed the match um and then also just a little quick shout to Orange Cassidy and the way that he eliminated Swerve in the Battle Royal Whoa. was mm-hmm. such an Orange Cassidy way to win a Battle Royal. And it was like, it's the funniest thing ever. It was just like some old comedy shtick. And that's what I love about Orange Cassidy. Uh, and he will tell you, he is by far not the best wrestler on earth. No, and he <laughs> I know. But he makes it work. But he, he makes, makes it, work. it work. He makes it work. He said it himself during the press conference that he's not the best, but he is definitely the most entertaining champion that they have in that company right now. Probably one of one of before the IWC gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. I do want to give a supplemental note to uh, Wardlow Swanton bomb off the top of the Ooh, ladder. Look, crazy. <laughs> Sometimes there's like there's like impressive for a big man, and then there's just impressive, and he's a big man. He not when he's climbing that ladder. I'm like maybe he'll you know stay a rung down or something. No man, he went full Jeff Hardy, tall ass ladder, top of it, Swanton bomb. And if you're gonna give credit to Wardlow, you gotta give credit to poor Luchasaurus, who's practically extinct. Like I don't know how practically extinct. (laughs) I mean. I am shocked that he's functional after that. Well, I guess we'll see on program AW television. That was sick. Um, I'm going to give some love to the four pillars. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I don't know what they're feeding him nowadays, man. He's got these big guys doing shit like this. It's it's amazing. It's baffling. No, it's amazing, but it's just baffling that they can pull that stuff off. It really is. Yeah. The last sequence between orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland, like Alex said, phenomenal stuff. Um, I'm going to give credit to the Four Pillars match. I know that the build going into it wasn't great. Um, I love how much was layered into that match. You know, we talk about sort of long-form storytelling in these big spots and how the Bloodline story was always going to be the most dominant thing. There was so much packed into that Four Pillars match that I wasn't even really thinking about going into it. And maybe that's a criticism of the build, but... Um, everything from you know just the finishing sequence. You're looking at Jungle Boy's inability once again to do to win by you know any means necessary. I'm starting to think that we could see like a reunion with Christian Luchasaurus as a heel stable at this rate. Um, I think it's something you could explore. I don't know, but I they're they're teeing up something about Jungle Boy not being able to not having what it takes to be the best. Uh, Darby mm-hmm. Allen. 
would have been your AEW world champion if MJF wasn't in his head so much. And that's only going to get worse now that MJF beat him with another headlock takeover. Mm -hmm. Um, Sammy, for those who can sort of get Pat, who can sort of close off the personal stuff, if that's something that still sort of frustrates them or that they can't see past, starting to look like he might actually have a good baby face run in him. Um, that was the best reception I've seen for him in quite some time. Um, and then the ode to each of their mentors, I thought was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah lots of little notes that I didn't see coming. So they did the best they could, I think, with what they had. Um, but on that note, and I'm already seeing it a ton in the chat. Maybe this is a good way to tie into it. Uh, Greg B, shout out Greg. He he must uh, he must have gotten a bonus at work or something. He's pouring. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Greg. Was this AEW's worst pay-per-view? I'm going to say no. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you, you know, specifically, oh, this one was worse. But no. It, I, think, I think it took a while to get going. I mean, I think it had a hot start. I loved the Battle Royal. Um, there was good spots in between. I personally really think the TBS championship, everything as a whole almost saved the night and got the crowd back into it. And I think, I think the men following in both matches, Oh, Jade, Taya and um, uh, Chris, a lot of credit to really get, you know, get the crowd and get like, okay, this is a pay-per-view now. Now let's lead into these other matches and you're welcome. Now you have like the momentum from us. Um, so I think, I think they're owed, owed a lot of credit, but no, I'll say, I don't think it was the worst. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I can give a fair yes or no answer because I don't, I, I can't like think of any other pay per views like AW pay per views that I think were worse or better or whatnot. Not every pay per view is going to be you know filled with five star matches. Yeah. That's going to be from top to finish. Just I think when you have like four a year incredible. though, people really zone in. People it. expect yeah. a lot too, and you, you had eleven matches on this card, so you know it's like a not every single one of these matches is gonna you know blow your mind or whatever. I think it was. Like the Chris Jericho Adam Cole match, I know that wasn't well received. The first match of the night, uh, what do they call themselves? Hardy Party or the Hardys and Hook? I don't know if it was Hardy Party. Jeff Hardy had that tough botch that, so that kind of like was a tough start to the show. But as it went on, like the Jade match, um, that closing, and then you had MJF the AEW title, and then Blackpool Combat Club started off slow. It picked up along the way. I think it was fine. Uh, I thought it was a fine show. Yeah, I think the beginning of Double or Nothing, with the exception of the Battle Royal, was clunky. And then the second half, like, really picked up. Uh, like John said, especially with the TBS championship, like, that's when it just kind of elevated. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily say this is the worst pay-per-view, at least in the general consensus. Like, I don't think this was the worst pay-per-view. Was it mid? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's i fair. think you know i'm looking down the results right now wikipedia i think for me maybe what stands out the most is i think we're coming out of a very rocky several months for AEW in terms of commitment to storytelling roster turnover follow through you know we're just seeing wardlow get his big moment and then drop off a cliff and then powerhouse hobbs this and that so Oh, I don't, don't think even get me started in. with the TNT well, belt. I don't, I don't think don't we, I, I really hope Collision is going to be... I think it can be such a good solution if executed properly, but that's a conversation for another time. 
what stares out stands out to me the most looking down this card is there just wasn't a lot of good storytelling leading into it. Hardy's versus the guns and Ethan Page. Like, eh. Yeah. Orange Cassidy yeah. won a battle royal. Fun, but it's a battle royal. Adam Cole versus Jericho, I thought was decent going in, and unfortunately the match didn't quite live up to the build going into it. I think I liked the FTR Jarrett Lethal stuff, but it's a bit of a comedy. It, it, it's not like a strict comedy storyline, but it's a bit tongue in cheek. Um, Wardlow Christian Cage was kind of mid building up. The Outcast stuff has been hot or cold depending on the week you go into it. House of Black versus Acclaimed. Where did that come from? Um, yeah. Jade, Taya, great, but mostly been re- regulated to Rampage. Um, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, I haven't yeah. seen it a ton yeah. on Dynamite. Um, Chris Stanlader came out of nowhere. We know the world title build wasn't very strong. And then you had the uh, the best thing, I think, going into it was probably the BCC Elite. Like, when I look back on this, the no one on the marquee stood out to me the way it stood out when you had Hangman and Kenny finally going at it or CM Punk, John Moxley rematch. Or, you know, there wasn't this long... They haven't had quite as many months of strong storytelling leading in, and I think that's probably to the detriment. Um, we're just so used to something really big happening at these pay-per-views, and we didn't really get that this time. So, that is what it is, I guess. Um, let's head to the Super Chats. As we wrap up here, the final Ooh. stretch of the show. Shout-out to Sheldon Jackson. Shout-out to Thoughts Sheldon. Thoughts on Tony Storm becoming AEW Women's Champ. Because I feel like the title just took a step back now in the Outcast camp. I think they're one of the worst acts in AEW with same-ish different weeks. Distract, cheat, win, spray, L. Um, like I kind of mentioned, that's a really weird faction and storyline. Because some weeks I think it's dreadful and some weeks I feel like they relatively hit the mark. Uh, we know that the title was taken off of Jamie Hayter due to injury. Shout out to her for doing a bit of a Cody Rhodes impression and going through with a match when she <laughs> probably shouldn't have been in there. Um, I'm seeing a lot of shaking heads. How do we feel about this assessment that putting the strap back on Tony is a major step back for an allegedly awful act? Uh, I think, again, putting the belt on Tony is safe, um, especially... When, with her original run, she didn't get a lot of respect. I mean, she really didn't. She was called the interim uh, champion. She was fighting for that belt almost every single week. And then we gave it to Jamie Hayter. And it was a great match back at full gear. But there was so much potential to do something with Jamie Hayter and her title reign. And she just kind of was stuck into whatever Britt was doing with the outcasts. And with the outcasts... They're very one-dimensional. First of all, they need to stop going to Party City and getting those little spray paints and actually go to Home Depot and get some real like spray paints. That's my opinion. Um, but it, it's just it's it's very one-dimensional to me. Like they have the look down pat. They've got great talent, but there's just no essence to the faction. Um, but. Putting the belt on Tony, I think, is okay. For me, it almost didn't make any sense, but I understand the rematch um, specs of it. I think when you have Tony Storm, who... Okay, when you have Soraya, who's 
a bigger name in that faction and she has a bigger feud with Britt Baker. Sure. Then you have Ruby Soho who turned and joined that faction in my eyes, in my opinion, I'm going to repeat in my opinion, those two are a little bit more exciting to go after a title than it was for Tony storm. But again, it was clunky storyline or uh, telling a story going into this match. But I think this is, again, moving forward and in hindsight going into All In. It's going to be in London. You need to have that moment with Jamie Hayter. That's going to be a huge moment, not only only for Jamie Hayter, but also for that women's division and that title. Maybe if they main event it. I don't think they are, but we'll see. Uh, but, you know, going into it, hopefully she heals up and then she'll have that big moment. But again... Nah, I feel very like nah, they need to do something with the outcast though. Cause it's incredibly boring. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree with a lot of what Alex said. I think, I think major step back is, is, is a reach. Um, uh, I wouldn't say major. I don't know. I like Tony. I, 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 I like her two time AEW champ. Now, honestly, like even not knowing that Jamie was, or even if I didn't know Jamie was injured, I think my pick would have still been Tony. Um, her the, the Jamie run has been great, but I also just like things shaken up. Not every title run needs to be monumentous. Sometimes it can be a oh shit, so and so won. Didn't expect that. A la Asuka. Um, so I think I don't know. I think maybe I'm I'm, I'm definitely speaking from a glass half full sort of. Uh, perspective here but i'm hoping maybe with the outcast getting the title it makes that group feel bigger because like sheeta baker and and jamie already felt big even though like the outcasts have the star power of soraya and ruby but now they have a title i guess all i'm saying is i'm keeping my fingers crossed that maybe now that they have the title uh the storytelling and the booking and whatever the group is supposed to be gets a little bit of a resurgence and then depending on jamie's time I would love to see, you know, Britt go up against, uh, sorry, Tony go up against uh, uh, Sheeta, Britt Baker. Um, so I think I'm I'm very, very optimistic. And I honestly really love uh, Tony winning that match. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I don't think it's a major step back. I think that's a reach. But I honestly agree with most of what you said, Alex. The, the outcast thing, it's, I don't want to say boring. They just haven't sold me. There's nothing about it that makes me, like, super invested in the storyline or anything. And Jamie, I think, was having a great run with the title. And then she kind of got mixed into this with Brit. And to me, like, Jamie kind of just, like, never felt like the key part of that story. And maybe it's because it was just bad storytelling in general. It just kind of felt like she was taking a backseat to Brit. Brit's still the star of the show, although Jamie was the world champion. Um... I would have liked to see, I get she was hurt and stuff like that. I would have liked to have seen Jamie, you know, continue her reign and, you know, have better feuds. You know, I her and Britt at some point have to, you know, have a falling out and have a big match. Um, but I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with Tony. Like, she's great. Um, I agree out of all three of them. Is she the one that should have won? I don't know. But she's a safe pick. She's a great wrestler. She's proven that she can be a great champ. Um, and hopefully optimistically as well i hope that them the outcasts having this title in their stable will uh you know will add something to it it'll, it'll make the story like they'll do something with it they won't be as boring as they were before so i'm, I'm optimistic that this is a good thing for the outcasts okay guys just a couple more uh, super chats as we hit the one hour mark here 
Tony. Speaking of Tony. All right. Uh, do you guys think this is Jeff's last year? Weird because he just came back. Um, I got to say, when the Hardy Boys joined, a, when Jeff Hardy, so excuse me, came over to reunite the Hardy Boys, I was really excited about the idea of a short reign as AEW Tag Team Champions add to their legacy, bring their legacy to AEW, put over another tag team. And honestly, I'm not a fan of the risks either of those guys have been taking. Obviously, Matt Hardy cracking his head open backstage. Jeff Hardy with mm-hmm. some of the dives he took. I don't need to see that from the Hardy boys at this stage. But the Jeff Hardy-Darby Allen match always stands out to me as one that was rather fun and, and competitive and well put together. I was optimistic. I'm not going to be too hard on Jeff Hardy's botch considering the layoff and the in-ring inactivity. I really hope those two guys start getting some reps and maybe can get a little bit of cohesion going because right now I'm starting to feel, unfortunately, like maybe the ship has sailed on the idea of one final world title reign. How long do you guys think Jeff has in AW and what do you do with him and Matt as a tag team? Jeff Hardy is my favorite wrestler of all time. I just want to get this out in the so, air. So, yeah. So, I... in <laughs> Every week, so Alex knows there's always a therapy so session that has to happen on this show. So um, yeah, this is therapy. My friends, my friends once told <laughs> so me in elementary my school not to do the Jeff Hardy impression because my B.O. was going to knock everyone out. <laughs> That's when crazy. I, when when I played basketball in middle school, I wasn't that great. All right, come I on. had my moments. There was one. I come on. Yeah, well, I'm not. I can't be so hard on myself. It was all the injuries that held me back from going D1. Uh, there was one game I hit like five threes or something like that. And after like the third or fourth one, I was going down the court like doing the little slide, doing the Jeff Hardy thing. <laughs> you dickhead. And I'm like, I'm like shit. 13 years old. Oh my god, biggest piece of shit in the world. That was like looking back on that. Wow, I'm that's embarrassing. But like, I grew up on this dude. Like, we had this bit on our podcast. Or maybe one of the quizzes. 2008 is remembered for two things. One, Obama becoming president and Jeff Hardy winning the WWE championship. I think that was a bigger bigger moment for the culture, Jeff Hardy winning than Obama becoming president. Um, he is just That's crazy. That's crazy. That's a crazy statement. No, it's a but statement. you might not be wrong. It's a bit. <laughs> no, it's a bit. There, when you think of it, like Jeff Hardy in 2008, like him winning the WWE Championship was just like a huge moment. Um, but the fact that he's 45 and still going right now is incredible. I can't believe that he's still actually like being able to actively go. Um, the fact that he's still wrestling, I think it's just borrowed time at this point. Um, I would love to see him have one last run, like you were saying. Um, but at this point, like, I don't think you can really count on it. It would be nice, but I, I don't, I don't see it happening. Sentiment all around. Yeah. If yeah. he, if he chooses to retire, you know, this year, or the next year, I don't think anyone would blame him. I think it would be almost expected, but I'm also in the same camp of um, I'm rooting for him. And, and if things go well, I'd love to see him with the tag titles again, or like you said, a world title or a TNT title with him and Wardlow. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but 
All the best. Great swanton bombs. Off yeah, that's what I, that's exactly what I'm thinking. First, uh, first one to hit a swanton bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. All the best. Um, that's that's really my whole sentiment. Okay. Um, we gotta get. I know we're out of time, but you know, Greg B is, you know, taking out a second mortgage <laughs> to get these super chats in, so I can't <laughs> leave the guy hanging. Uh, one last super chat. He says, overall personal favorite match of the weekend for me. Ilya versus De- Jack, which I was not expecting to top Anarchy in the arena. Now, I got to say candidly, because I cover two sports, don't get to go into the weeds as much beyond AEW and WWE. Don't know how you guys feel, but I'll let whoever has a match that sticks out from anything in pro wrestling, including WWE or AEW, take it. Best match of the weekend. Cody Rhodes Brock. Cody Rhodes Brock. I fucking loved it. The American Cyborg Nightmare. The second he used that fucking titanium, I was like, yes! Um, what is I, with the WWE and titanium? It's either like Logan Paul's titanium fist. That's or... true. I don't know. I just, I think I just loved how over-the-top silly it was, but not so silly where it's, where it's like, oh, I don't like this, but I don't know. I just found my... I'm strictly going off like that's where i had the most fun and felt the ride of the most emotions and and oh cody he didn't tap oh he passed out bro oh get the fuck out of here oh my god he's a hero i i i hope that as i grow into my old age i can maintain like a fraction of the enthusiasm raspy taylor has wrestling for really anything in my life (laughs) anything Um, I'm with you. I, I don't like watch NXT. I just don't like really check in with it as much. I've heard amazing things about that match and I do definitely want to go back and, and check it out for that reason. Um, from what I've seen personally, I'm going to go Seth AJ. Uh, I know we wow. talked about it earlier. Open the show. Listen, I think two of the best wrestlers in the world fighting for this I inaugural championship. I'm happy with um, the result. I think obviously the, the right man won. Both of them would have been great world champions, but Seth it was very overdue. I'm a huge Seth Rollins guy, so being able to see him get that moment, also seeing Triple H come in the ring with the belt, reach out his hand, you know, and give him that belt, I think was a cool moment as well, given their history. Um, so that would be my match of the weekend. Rey Mysterio, childhood favorite. Jeff Hardy, like, you know, 10 to 12 range. <laughs> AJ Styles, like 14 and up. I will personally hunt down WWE public relations. You know what your name is. Please give me that interview. Please give me that interview. I'm begging for it. I will grovel for it. AJ Styles is the fucking man. All right, Alex. Sorry. I just yes, he is. Uh, for me, okay. Two moments, and I'm going to go super deep cut with the first one in TJPW Hyper Masao produced her own show and if you don't know Hyper Masao she is a superhero in TJPW and just a full on comedy act so if you love comedy wrestling check out that show I believe they also have uh, English commentary on that uh, for Wrestle Universe it's shenanigans all across the board so if you need any of that definitely check it out that's my favorite uh, from the weekend but I also 
also did like the four pillars match. And if I can get on my tiny little soapbox for a second, I know that the elite versus Black Bull Combat Club is the bigger names, is the bigger story going into it. And like we were saying earlier uh, with Night of Champions, the bigger story makes sense to main event. However, I think that AEW is a fairly... I don't want to say new. I mean, yeah, I guess I could say new. They're a fairly new-ish company compared to a lot of other companies that are on right now where I feel like if you're trying to make stars, I think that that match should have been the main event, especially when you want to treat your world championship as the most prestigious championship in this company. And I felt, for me personally, the fact that that match wasn't the main event to me, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, MJF just has a title because all of these other names are much more important in the company. And while they are, and that is all true, I do definitely feel like that match should have been, again, the story wasn't there, but the match was there. The quality was there. The wrestling was there. The skill set was there. Uh, and and the entertainment was there as well. So, again, I feel like coming out of it, they've definitely made themselves stars. You know, like I'm more impressed with jungle boy i'm more impressed with sammy uh and darby allen as well and mjf is already a superstar but if it would have made a vented i think that that's just a the difference between uh the two companies wwe and AEW, and how they choose to have you know which match main event but that was definitely the match of the weekend for me was the four pillars if we're comparing both of those companies or both of those shows, not the companies, fuck the tribalism, but the shows. <laughs> we honestly, honestly, like, I don't think we really gave the four pillars. Maybe, maybe we're in the minority, but I don't think we gave the four pillars match enough flowers. I loved that match. Like, I thought that was probably my. Same. Be- besides, besides, uh, Superman versus the monster, I, uh, I, that, that was my favorite match. I thought, like, a small thing. I know we're probably trying to get out of here, but just a small thing of like. I got time. I got time. I'll, I'll be here all night. Um, <laughs> uh, a, like, I mean, credit to everyone, but just small details that MJF does in that match. And it was one of my favorite things. I, I even made a note of it because I wanted to bring it up. And I don't see really any other wrestlers doing it. I'm sure they do it, but they don't do it as well. They don't execute it as well. And that's just being naturally and believably verbal in the ring. Like when he's like getting attacked it. and he's just like, no, 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 no. Or wait, wait. It. or like yep. my, my what favorite, that was that, was, that <laughs> moment. Maybe that moment right there might've been my favorite moment of the week. Cause it was like, it was on beat. And like, I don't know, I forget what that move's called, but Darby hits him with the, whatever the fuck. And he comes down just like, it was like, it was like, it was a musical. Just what the fuck? Bow. It was just, yeah. it, and and no one does it like him. I know I just sound like one of these MJF guys, but like, oh, he's so good, da da da. But credit, cre- credit to where credit is due. I don't see anyone else do that small detail and like realism. If 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 someone's jumping over my back doing a fucking whatever, I'm gonna be like, holy shit, what the fuck? Um, so I. I think that match definitely. I, obviously, there was so much to talk about. You can't get to uh, get to everything, but but I would definitely like to give that match more flowers than we gave it for sure. I love that. And a shout out MJF. Even the post the post conference uh, stuff was hilarious. Oh, oh my it. god! Oh, he was, so he was good. bringing up Man. WWE, and he goes, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry or, about it. Maybe. Or maybe, or maybe, or maybe, or maybe do." Maybe you 
about Dude, it. Tony Khan's is just like peak awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his his, his facial expressions when he was saying that was like, we can't have this happen again. Guys, please, no. Yeah. Well, Tony Khan's I'll... awkwardness is the equivalent of my middle school awkwardness. <laughs> one of you is making billions, the other is uh, doing a podcast with these. <laughs> the other one's just really billions. scared to ask her crush out. <laughs> um, I guess to wrap it up, um, you know, there are there were a lot of moments this weekend. How do I want to frame this? Okay. Okay, so let's think of it like a one night stand, all right? There were a lot of incremental moments throughout the week that had me mm-hmm. sprung like mm-hmm. a blue chew. Yep. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. bombs, exploding super kicks, thumbtacks uh-huh. in the mouth, on the feet. But you know why I've been with my fiance for nine years plus? Because she tugs on those emotional heartstrings. Whoa, all right. Bro, Jimmy Uso super <laughs> kicking Roman Reigns twice. Nothing, oh, nothing man. is going to beat that moment. I've been replaying it in my head. Yeah. I've been replaying it on the monitor. That's good storytelling. God, this is why we love pro. It is such a toxic relationship. How much nonsense do we put up with? I don't even put up with this with like childhood friends. I put up with so much bad pro wrestling because the one time they get something like the bloodline right, I am just head over heels and I can't get enough. So it's worth it. Shout out to everyone in that storyline for not just the overall theme, but for pulling their weight. Like I was at, um, what was it? Wale mania and the bloodline sans Roman and Paul did like a live podcast solo sokoa did not break character once mm-hmm. wasn't awesome. even on tv so sick that's awesome everyone does their parts so well and shout out to whoever's leading creative on this for actually giving each person a moment to shine that is the best thing in wrestling going on right now mjf can be a close second in my heart we are well over time guys i want to leave you with the last words i'll do my part very quickly if you want to see more of my content, Shaq Wrestling for all your wrestling stuff. Recent interview with Darby Allen out. Take a trip down memory lane. Stuff with Malachi Black, The Undertaker, CM Punk, anyone you can think of. There's probably a video somewhere on that channel. Kurt Angle is another good one. Wardlow. Shout out to Wardlow. He's actually a great person to talk to. Uh, if you like MMA, Shaq MMA, lots of content there. There'll be UFC Fight Night stuff coming out this week. Interviews with the main eventers, the co-headliners. Go check it out. Give it some love. Alex, where can the people find your lovely face? Hey, you could find my beautiful face up there on Twitter. Uh, also, underscore Queen of the Ring on Instagram and Queen of the Ring with the same handle on the Tiki Talks. I'm also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Queen of the Ring. Uh, and if you want to follow some Joshi wrestling, I've been talking a lot about it. Uh, you can follow Church of Joshi on Twitter and Instagram. And we are live every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash Church of Joshi, giving you all the blessings that is women's Japanese wrestling. So, yeah. Dante, Mr. Brasky. You, guys you can follow my beautiful face on Dante on deck on Twitter. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, Dantor11. Same thing with TikTok as well. Damn, you guys did so good. Uh, at Raspy Taylor on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. I'll be making music. I'll be making tunes. I'll be making wrestling videos with this guy over here. Wrong way. This guy over here at Stash Club W. Stash Club Wrestling. Uh, that's the movement. That's the whole thing. If you liked, if you like Dante and I taking up 
half of this airtime. You can listen to us take up all of the airtime. <laughs> Stash Club oh, Wrestling. Don't worry, you took up all the airtime. No <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that. Yeah. Okay. John, always remember he wore the short. He wore the shirt, but you plugged the show. That's true. He did right. just plug himself first. Yeah. <laughs> Something which I did. Too, but I there needs did to be too. a balance between you guys. There needs to be a balance. Already, yeah, it's like the, the Thanos balance. Exactly. What else do I gotta say? It says it on the shirt right there. Um, but th- thank you again. I'm sure we'll say it as we're going out. But on behalf of Dante and I, thank you again for having us. This was this was great. We've looked up to Fightful and 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 honestly, everyone, Alex. We've been following each other for a minute, and just I've been introduced to a lot of the wrestling community content creators and been getting to know some people through uh twitter.com so um as as bad of a place as twitter.com is at least like at least this was like a solid thing that came out of it you know what i mean bro the <laughs> amount of like live fatalities that i see on my for you page ever since mr elon took over is out of control Yikes. but on that lovely yeah. Note, guys, <laughs> yeah whoa if you follow the stash club boys over please subscribe to fightful check out all the amazing work they do their shows every week reviews interviews Sean Ross Sapp is the man. I'll be back here at the end of June for another roundtable. Until then, enjoy all the pro wrestling goodness. Like Alex said, fuck the tribalism. Watch what you like. Don't watch what you don't like. Just have a good time. It's pro wrestling. See you guys.